Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. That this measure of faith can be increased. But you are the one that increases it, not God. Now God furnishes the means or portion of the means whereby it can be increased. But this measure of faith can be increased in by doing two things. Number 1, by feeding it on the word of God, and number 2, by exercising your faith or putting it into practice. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagen. Today we continue with more from the message series by Kenneth E. Hagen, Mountain Moving Faith. Stay tuned. Also, later in today's program, I'll give you the details on how you can get this week's special offer. Right now, let's listen to Kenneth E. Hagen's message. Shall we read from the 11th chapter of Mark, the 22nd verse, and we shall read through the 26th verse? Because here are the most amazing, the most thrilling, the most wonderful statements on the subject of faith that ever fell from the lips of the Master. And Jesus answering saith unto them, Have faith in God. For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass he shall have whatsoever he saith therefore i say unto you what things soever ye desire when ye pray believe that ye receive them and ye shall have them and when ye stand praying forgive if ye have aught against any that your father also which is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father which is in heaven forgive your trespasses. Now we're speaking to you on the subject of the seven most important things that you ought to know or should know about faith. Now here are four verses of scripture that will prove to you that every believer has a measure of the God kind of faith. Romans 12:3. You see Romans the 12th chapter the 3rd verse said according as God has dealt to every man the measure of faith that's every man among you ever believer and then Ephesians 2:8 and then Romans 10:17 and then the clincher is 2 Corinthians 4:13 but we having the same spirit of faith not trying to get it not praying for it not wanting it we have it hallelujah we having the same spirit of faith according as it is written i believe therefore have i spoken we also believe and therefore speak And you can readily see that that's the same spirit of faith that Jesus is talking about here because he said whosoever shall say and not doubt in his heart but believe those things which he says shall come to pass he'll have whatsoever he said. So then every believer already has a measure of the God kind of faith. You see God gets everybody started off the same way. Uh he doesn't give one more faith than another one and it's according to what you do with it then. See a lot of people with their faith have done just like the fellow did with the with the one talent. They've just wrapped it up in a napkin, you you know, and hid it and haven't used it. And uh, and so it's up to you then what you do with this measure of faith. And so my second thought is this: that this measure of faith can be increased. But you are the one that increases it, not God. Now God furnishes the means or portion of the means whereby it can be increased. But this measure of faith can be increased in by doing two things. Number 
by feeding it on the Word of God, and number two, by exercising your faith or putting it into practice. You see, the Bible very often uses natural human terms to teach spiritual thoughts. You know, Jesus said, Matthew, the fourth chapter and the fourth verse, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Now, he's using a natural human term to convey a spiritual thought. He's saying to us that what bread or food is to the body, the word of God is to the spirit, to the heart of man. Well, now you know this much, that if you eat food and it'll eat regularly, it'll, it'll build you up physically. But then if you don't exercise, all you'll do is just grow fat and flabby. See? Well, now you want to feed your faith on God's word. But you also want to exercise your faith because if you don't, your faith muscles will be flabby. You won't be able to do much spiritually or in faith. You know, I've seen people as great big people. And, I've, and, and they couldn't lift a thing hardly. They hadn't used their muscles. That's the truth. And then some little fellow come along and I've seen, I've seen men that way, great big men, fat, big. You know, and lifting weights, and they just couldn't hardly lift anything much. And some little old fella come along, you know, and just press uh, many pounds, you know, lift it right up above his head. The other fella couldn't even get it off the floor. But now what was the difference? The other fellow's bigger than he was. Well, he hadn't used his muscles. That's where it was. He had eaten. He had fed his body, but he hadn't exercised. Well, you see, you can feed your spirit and feed your faith, and God's word is faith food. See there in Romans the 10th chapter and the 8th verse said, But what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. Now Paul called the message he preached the word of faith. He calls the word of God the word of faith. Because you see, this word will cause faith to come into your heart. So he sums up in that 17th verse of the 10th chapter of Romans by saying, So then, so then. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. God's word will build assurance. God's word will build confidence. God's word will build faith in your spirit, in your heart. Then you are to exercise that faith. And so this measure of faith can be increased by doing the two things, feeding it on God's word and putting it into practice or into exercise in everyday living. Now let's talk just a little bit about this uh, measure of faith. I know one individual said to me, well, you know, if you've got faith, you either have it or you don't have it, you know, indicating or trying to indicate that you couldn't have more or less of it. But, uh, you know, Jesus said here in Second Thessalonians, the first chapter and the third verse, speaking to the church at Thessalonica, he said that their faith groweth exceedingly. So he said faith could grow. Well, if faith can grow, praise God, then it can be greater or more or less. Then let's look at several other statements that Jesus made regarding faith. I'll just give you the scripture. We won't take time to look them up right now because we, we, we have a lot to cover. Now, for instance, in, in Luke the 12th chapter and 28th verse, Jesus speaks to an individual uh, uh, about having little faith. O ye of little faith. Then notice that in, in Romans the 4th chapter and the 19th verse, the apostle Paul, the word of God speaks a weak faith. 
The very next verse, Romans 4.20, the word of God speaks of strong faith. If faith can be weak or faith can be strong, if faith can be little or faith can be great, then it can be less or it can be more, can't it? Faith is measurable. Now, now notice uh, in this verse, in 2 Thessalonians I referred to, the first chapter, the third verse, he speaks of growing faith. Then in Matthew, the eighth chapter, the tenth verse, Jesus speaks of great faith. Remember he said to that centurion who came to him on the behalf of his servant, said, my servant lieth at home sick. Jesus said, I'll come and heal him. And that centurion said, not so, master. He said, I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof. But he said, I'm a man under authority, and I say to this man, go, and he goeth, and another man come, and he cometh, and said, speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. And Jesus said, go thy way, and as thou hast believed, so be it done unto thee. And then Jesus said, after the man had left, Jesus said to, the, to his disciples, I've not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. And so he speaks of great faith. And then, you know, he said to, to, said to Peter, you remember when, uh, when Jesus came walking to them on the water and, uh, and uh, the disciples were afraid. They thought they were seeing a ghost. They cried out for fear and Jesus said, it's I, be not afraid. Peter said, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. Jesus said, come. And so Peter stepped out of the boat and walked on the water to go to Jesus. The scripture said, but when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. And Jesus stretched forth his hand and saved him. But then he said to him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? So here he speaks one time to one man that he had great faith, another man that he had a little faith. See? Then James, the second chapter in the fifth verse, speaks of rich faith. Acts 6, 5 speaks of full of faith. He's talking about Stephen as a man full of faith. Well, if you can be full... Of, of faith, you can be half full. Amen, isn't that right? Full of faith. You know, if this glass is full of water, by the same token, it could be half full of water, or even a third full of water. And then uh, in James 2nd chapter, 30, 22nd verse, he speaks of a perfect faith. 1 Timothy 5, 1, 5, he speaks of unfeigned faith. 1 Timothy 1, 19, he speaks of shipwrecked faith. And in 1 John, the 5th chapter, and the 4th verse, he speaks of overcoming faith. Well, now, all of these verses will prove to you, the Bible said, in the mouth of two or three witnesses shall every word be established, but I gave you 11. And all of these verses will prove to you that faith is measurable. Now then, this measure of faith that every believer has can be increased, your measure of faith can be increased, by feeding it on the Word of God and by exercising it or putting it into practice. Now, George Muller said, and George Muller was a man of faith, he, he founded the Bristol Orphanage there in England many years ago. And it was just strictly a faith project. He didn't have any church. He wasn't pastor. He couldn't take up any offerings to help support these orphan children. Now, he... Uh, he eventually wound up with 2,500, as many as 2,500 orphans in his home. Well, now, he was solely responsible to believe God for the food to feed 2,500 children, clothing to clothe 2,500 children, buildings to house 2,500 children, the money to pay the salaries and the upkeep of, 
of, of all the attendance that it took to see after 2,500 children. And in his lifetime, like I said, he didn't have any church, didn't have any mailing list that he could send out and tell people what he's doing. No radios in those days. So he just simply had to believe God and, and not even, you know, able to publish about, uh, well, of course, the word just get out about word of mouth to someone else. But as far as him being able to publish what he's doing and solicit people's interest in prayers, and so he just had to believe God. In his lifetime, he prayed in $7,500,000. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. This month, we're offering the paperback book by Kenneth E. Hagan, Mountain Moving Faith, plus the four mini seasonal faith devotional books. All five resources are yours for just nineteen ninety-five. Call now to get this very special offer, 1-888-FAITH-99. Strengthen your faith and grow. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Start your new year off right. Don't delay. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagen Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. Don't forget, for faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagen. And Winter Bible Seminar is February the 19th through the 24th. So make plans to come here to Broken Arrow right here yeah. on the campus right here at Raymond Bible Training Center. And for all of you that are graduates worldwide, it's Worldwide Homecoming. That's right. And any of you that has ever supported Rama, we want you to yes. be here because we want you to see what, what, you, you, have what you have supported. Yeah. We just want everybody to come. It's going to be a great, great time. As my dad used to say, if you miss it, you're going to miss half, half your life. life. That's that, right. that was one of his favorite sayings. <laughs> it was. And it some was. of the people that knew him out there know yeah. that was one of the things he would say That's all the right. time. That's right. Hey, thank you for being with us. Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we continue to strengthen our faith with the teaching by Kenneth E. Hagan, Mountain Moving Faith. Thanks for listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.